Hello and welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. I am Danny. And I am Brian. And we're here to talk about a real, wow, a real trip, a real wild <laughs> ride we just went on. What was the name of this movie? Night Feeder. Yep, 1988 Night Feeder. And here we go. Listeners. Wow. All right, Brian. How did you how did you find this movie? Well, you know, to tell you the truth, it was on a video I saw it a long time ago when I was a kid. And then, you know, I found it on Prime and I was like, I have to watch this again and again. So I saw something that talked about how this was only released on VHS in the past and then it disappeared for a long yeah. time. And then it got brought back. So thank, <laughs> yeah. thank the horror movie lords that this was brought back into the world. So this was Night Feeder, 1988. Uh, the score and sound effects were terrible. The acting was just atrocious. The camera work was completely home video. However, it was amazing. That's <laughs> yes, it. Yes, it, but, but it kept your interest. It, yeah. it was so bad that you're like... You become invested with how bad it is. Like you're like, <laughs> what's next? What is next? And then they throw like weird, uh, weird cuts and the weird film cuts, and then you get a bad band, and it's like, what's going whoa, on whoa, right whoa, now? Whoa, 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 whoa! Excuse, Excuse me, me, but Disease is a great band. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's get into the storyline. We start off with the dead body on the street who is breathing. But it's dead. Well, you wouldn't really notice it if they hadn't zoomed in on her nipple. <laughs> yeah, you zoom in on that nipple, you see the chest going up and down. Um, it's... It was an interesting meeting because there was like no dialogue. It was just like these this cop and this, you know, they were it was cop and a like what do you go a corner a corner guy yeah, and they were examining a body. But it was like five minutes of no dialogue and just cheesy music yep. and cuts back and forth between like this girl who we find out is a reporter just smoking a cigarette and like creeping her way over to the crime scene. Yeah. She doesn't even have a badge. Like, I can't even figure if she is, like, a real press person or if she's just like... Hey, don't question her job, <laughs> Brian. I don't know if you noticed, but every man that questioned her yes. profession... How dare you? ...died. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I get my my brain sucked out through my eye. Yeah. Oh, God, I have so many questions when we get to that. But... <laughs> Okay, so where do we go from here? Oh, so we this when we get introduced to a punk new wave band. The cops like, "Hey, you should get out of town if you live in this neighborhood." What does she do? She goes back into her loft apartment and throws a, a huge rager. Well, you know, it seems like the party though to me. And this this is, this is very nineteen eighty eight. It was like they never knew what new wave was, and they're like, "I think this is what new wave's like." Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think they wear jester hats. They walk around naked and play uh, 
Was it <laughs> just random instruments? Just random instruments. Man, so this party, we had, like, children walking around. Yes. We had someone carrying around a giant python. There were nipples galore. Oh, God, there was drugs galore. Or it disease. was a community party. Everyone was True. there. Oh, everybody. Well, yeah. Everyone. And then you have people who are, like, coming back the next day, like, oh, yeah, I was at that party. You're like, yeah. I didn't see you there. There was, like, that old man that worked oh, yeah. at a shop, like, fixing cars. And he's like, oh, I was at that party. That was a great party. <laughs> but I saw him at the uh, press conference, so. Oh, yeah. So he was there, but I didn't see him at the party. Well, we didn't see everyone at that party. Well, I was a little distracted when they started taking off their shirts. I was like, oh. I was distracted by that dope band. I've become a giant fan of disease. I want to get the DSZ tattooed on my chest now. (laughs) Uh, So she threw this party because it makes perfect sense because she wanted to interview everyone in town. And the best way to get them to trust you is to throw a rager party where kids and drugs are involved. Yeah, you know what? There's common sense in that. Yeah. I, I would trust her. I would go to that party <laughs> and I would let her interview me for sure. But apparently the neighborhood didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, oh, yeah, she still got you screamed at and yelled at. No, but they ran away from her like yeah. she had leprosy or something. Although she was carrying a... Uh, umbrella in like LA so I'm not really sure what we never found out for sure if it was LA because didn't they go to LA the band oh that's true maybe it was just in California and the band only drove like a half hour away that's true there was a few spots where the the ground was wet so I guess they sprayed it down (laughs) maybe it was San Francisco so the gore is already pretty good because we get our first like actual death I mean besides the intro one where her best bud they find her in the bathtub and her eyes all like cut open yeah that was good like Jonathan Horton is the special effects guy um for um and he is a FX guy for such classics as Inner Space uh Enemy Mine Deep Blue Sea uh I know it's oh The Fly yeah Jeff Goldblum Uh, Fly Chameleons. We haven't seen that yet. That's going to be what that. we That'd do. Another, yeah, but then there's another one. I can't remember, but like that was the one thing. We'll get to that a little bit more, but that you really, but, but his, it was really good. So also at this scene, we, well, we kind of got introduced to him at the party, but we get introduced to the coolest dude in the world, Brian Southfield. Oh, yeah, he was cool. That's his stage name. I don't remember what they said his last Walter. name is. No, wasn't it like? Yeah. Oh, was it Walter? <laughs> it was Walter. Brian Walter or Weston? Yeah, it was Walter. I think. So he's the coolest bassist in the world. Uh, he's in an open relationship yeah. with everyone he's with. He sleeps with wine glasses <laughs> on his head. <laughs> he, he tell, and he tells his uh, partner yeah. a lot of love going on there. A lot of love. Oh yeah, I love you. I love you. I love you. He loves everybody. He does. Well, he has the. Was that he's a guitar? Was that guitarist? Keyboard? Oh, guitar. Guitar. Yeah. Not only is he the bassist, he's the guitar player. <laughs> yeah. And he gets winded easily when he's the guitar player. I'm sure he's sweating up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> like he was climbing up some. Oh well, I'm, I'm spent. So yeah, we get introduced to Brian, and then the next morning, this is when she's out on the town. She's like, "All right, I'm going to put these this party to good use and get some interviews in." And people are running away, but she does run into someone named Victoria. But that was crazy, though, because <laughs> it was like she just appeared out of nowhere. 
What, Victoria? Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the baby carriage. Like, hey, it was like, whoa, what? I mean, granted, it could have been a a foreshadowing moment, maybe, but it just seemed like cause she was also at the party. Yeah. So it was like they obviously knew each other. Did she have the baby at the party? No. Uh, she might have. She had to have because yeah, it's that's, important that baby's always with her. Yeah, that's true. And then, of course, the woman in the bathtub. But, <laughs> but um, she was there, so she must have known her or something. Like, because she called her Jean. Like, hey, Jean. Jean. <laughs> yeah. And then they foreshadow, right, those are talking. There's that homeless guy. Yeah, he's always around. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, we're not going to give away too much just yeah. yet, but Victoria is involved in this. And that homeless man always shows up when Victoria is talking. I think he was, like, on to her. From the get-go. You know, he might have been, but it also could have been a director's uh, attempt to, like, throw... <laughs> a red herring? A throw, yeah. Throw us a red herring yeah, there. Exactly. Because I mean, like, that's yeah. obviously... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What... Oh, and Victoria also, she talks a lot like Joan Cusack. Oh, yes. Yeah, At least yeah. in the first couple of scenes, I was like, oh, my God, you are acting just like Joan Cusack from, like, you know, High Fidelity oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, and then, uh, so she goes back to her apartment. She's like, yeah, I'm there. And then her ex-husband, was it her ex-husband or ex-boyfriend? Ex-husband. Shows up. Yeah. And they're having David. a good, and they're having a grand old time. Hey. Until what? Until he questioned her. He questions her No, he doesn't, job. Even, he doesn't even question her. He goes, you know, am I running? He goes, are you trying to say that, oh, you're, yeah. that you're comparing your running to my He was writing? like, I was addicted to running for a while. I thought it was a lot of fun. It took up a lot of time. Just like that, I think you'll get over writing or something or like that. Or you'll just write and not be so involved. How dare? Then just, just went off. I was like, oh, Okay. This is not a hobby. <laughs> it's like, but at that moment, I was thinking to myself, dude, you, you shouldn't have went over there. You should have said, hey, goodbye. He was a lawyer. You, you, had, you could have had a great life instead. Nah, he brought cheese and wine. He wanted to get in. Naked. Yeah, he wanted back in the relationship. He said it. He did. And man, oh man, he made a mistake. So he got kicked out. And then I love this scene because she's... This actress really plays up her role dramatically. And she goes over to water the plants, and they're, like, dry or something, because she, like, grabs them, and she's like, Oh, no, my plants! And then she looks out the window, and she's like, Oh, no, David! (laughs) Like, her acting sometimes is okay, but there were so many times that when she needed to be dramatic... It was really over the top. But she was kind of a mouth breather because yeah. she never shut her mouth. It was like, you got to shut your mouth. <laughs> I see your teeth. That's all the There's time. a scene later where she's sleeping with someone. We'll get to that. But she just talks the whole time. And the guy, Brian was like, I think he's actually asleep. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, David, uh, David got his eye gouged out and his brain sucked out. And then... The next scene is where it kind of blows your mind in this whole thing. Oh, because sorry. Oh, no, no. I was going to Oh. Before we leave that scene, oh. one little note that we oh. both even mentioned, the zoom work was really good on oh the camera. Oh, my God. The zoom work was like, she's like, oh, my God. 
was like, it kept going in and out on everyone. Like he was saying something and be like, zoom, zoom out, zoom, zoom out. It was like the guy had never touched a camera before. He's like, oh, what's this function? Zoom, Look what I can do. It's a brand new camcorder. This is awesome. Special effects. All right, what happens the next morning? So the next one, so you're thinking, wow, man, this is a, this, you know, you're saying to yourself, like, the cutscenes with the music are weird. It's like, first you got saxophones, and then you got <laughs> bells, and then you got keyboards, and do loot loot loot. And then you walk into the morgue, and you see a body. You're like, oh, okay, body, okay. And then this doctor, this guy plays the mortician, peels back the skull, and you're just like, what in the hell? It looked real. I had to stop and like go to my phone and be like, all right, did they get an actual cadaver? And then, I mean, with this, I mean, it was amazing because they took the the top of the skull off then. And inside of a brain, you have you have a like this membrane over your brain and they literally included it. Yeah. In it. So this doctor this doctor had to pull it pull it off. And I was just thinking to myself, it looks so real. And that's what we had to look up. The fact the FX, because literally like it was so good. You're just like, oh my god, this guy has to be somewhere in Hollywood. This guy went above and beyond yeah. for the kind of movie this was. And honestly, even the plot wasn't terrible in this movie. Like it's yeah. kind of fun. So if they would have had more money, I feel like this would have been a great movie. It could have been a redo. Well, I think they did. It's called Basket Case. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, there's also a scene. It either happened before or right after the morgue parts, but. So we get introduced to uh, what's his name? They say it a hundred million times. But it's cat calling by a bunch of construction workers. Oh. Remember they kept saying his name and we kept like Lonnie? Nope. Ronnie. Monty. 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 So Monty and his crew are cat calling and then Victoria walks up and homeless guy walks up like everyone's just like joining here yeah. and then the the construction workers throw beer bottles at our homeless yeah. fella here and it's like a, a hunchback of Notre Dame yeah, moments yeah. and then the women go off he goes look at that guy did look at that homeless guy did he, he chased away the women I was thinking no Monty you chased yeah. away the women your misogyny chased away the women and then he's like hey it, somebody complained, he goes, yeah, there's a big hole in the roof. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take care of that. I'll take care of that, you know, tonight. He actually meant tonight because he was, yeah. there, and I was, dude, why are you in a construction <laughs> site at nine o'clock at night, dude? I like, thought it was later than nine. It, it looked... could have been midnight. It was late. You're just like, what? And then. <laughs> oh, the music at <laughs> the scene. Brian, how did you describe it? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I don't know what I said. Underwater about. Mario scene. Oh, yeah, it was almost like Mario. No, that's the dungeon, not the water. <laughs> yeah, but it was like... Yeah, it was just so bad. And then he... <laughs> then he dies. And yeah, that was hung. a cheesy death. Considering how good the gore is in some of this, some of the scenes yeah. and the special effects, some of the deaths were just like, man. Ah. But it's supposed to keep your suspicions, like, who's now, who killing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they don't really show his face or anything like that. So they probably spent most of their budget on that Tom Morg scene. Oh, yeah. Prior. And the ending scene, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So while this is happening, poor Monty, 
we have our main girl Gina at home and this is the most realistic writing scene I think I've ever seen in a movie because she's not actually writing shit she's chain smoking she's <laughs> eating she's talking on her phone she's watering her plants and then she just keeps throwing paper balls into the trash I feel like yep. most of the time or she's drinking beer like when someone's writing like they might smoke a cigarette yeah. but then they're just tapping away at the keys now nah, she's <laughs> oh so but she was printing something out with that oh, laser yeah. that <laughs> dot matrix <laughs> but I thought about it was pretty interesting though and she talked to I think she either talked to uh, Brian or she talked to who was the the detective's name Luntz was it I don't remember I, mean, I think I wrote it down later Nathan yeah Nathan but she just seemed like she didn't seem really distraught that her friend died in her like her friend died in the, the tub and then her ex died, and then there was somebody else died. You're just like, she didn't seem very, like, traumatized. She's all about the story, Brian. That's all she cares so about. sociopathic writer. <laughs> That's why when I first saw it, I thought maybe she was doing all the killing. I thought maybe That's she, what I was thinking, too. Yes, I thought she was like, yeah, she had, like, a hibiscus in her belly or something. So or in her see. mouth or something. So we also, when we were in the morgue, we we found out a little backstory that there's a drug called disease or DZS that go yep. that's been found in all the deaths, and then we know the band disease is also either peddling or using the drug disease. Yeah, it's all connected, or so we think. And well, it is connected. Well, later on, not too much later on because we're yeah. getting close to the end. But it's like, but one of the cool things was it's more like a sound a sound effect thing that I noticed, and you noticed it too. When Brian brought, he goes, hey, we're in an open relationship. Yes. And you're this woman. Then she goes, well. And then I go, she, the sound effect goes, zing. And then she was giving him <laughs> daggers at the same time. It was I thought funny. that was a good sound effect. I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, zing, a couple times. Oh, yeah. And then one of her sources was Nate. That's who Nathan is. Nathan at the coroner's office is exactly like Bruce McCullen from Kids in the Hall. He's like an adult playing oh, a kid. Yeah. Hey, he had like a, me, sir. He had a baseball hat on. Like, okay, buddy. Let's <laughs> here, see. <laughs> oh yeah, and then um, I was just brought some notes. A little bit, it kind of get to like it seemed like all of a sudden the homeless guys are like that guy, and they're all of a sudden going after him because and there's like at this one moment they had suicide. They had uh, disease playing, and they were playing a song called. Suicide child. Oh. So while we were watching that scene, I looked up. I looked up on Discogs to see if we could find a soundtrack to this movie or anything. <laughs> Suicide child. Not only smack. that, the first song the disease played at the house party was also pretty good. I'm a fan of disease. <laughs> they're like a. They're almost like um, a. Was it um, a merciful fate? That's what they kind of remind. Okay, me. I can see I that. Mean, I'm not saying they sound like them necessarily, but they had that very, like, more spoken word, like... Maybe if Merciful Fate and Joy Division had a baby, because their background was very, and like, 80 it. synth. <laughs> and they dropped the baby. <laughs> uh. Oh, we didn't even talk about Metal Church yet. So Oh, that was pretty... Yeah. There's a funeral, and the church looks like... Just, I feel like they threw that church up in a parking lot. And the, the preacher... Looks like someone who's been on drugs. Yeah. He looks messed it's up. It's like a clinic church where those ones. <laughs> but the most messed up part is uh, 
So Marsha's husband finally shows up. Who knows where he's where, been? Yeah. But he's wearing camo shorts and a vest <laughs> with tall socks at his wife's funeral and screaming about taking the body. He's like, oh, you, you guys are going to leave, leave it. it. Yeah. You guys going to leave it. It's like, you're, you're going you're gonna to leave her alone in a cemetery. It's like, yeah, that's what you do with dead I mean, bodies, right? He was grieving, right? He was grieving. And then he attacked the, the casket. And apparently the mortician was really lazy because he didn't fix up the face. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's like the whole job of the mortician is to make it look somewhat presentable, especially if it was just that damage. Like, my buddy Aaron does... Aaron has been on this podcast before, but he does more work. And, like, he's constructed faces of people in car accidents. And that person just had an eye slash. Like, make them look beautiful. Yeah. This is their funeral. But I feel like what they did, though, was it's later on, but there's that dream sequence. And I, oh. and I feel, though, that the woman that was in the, uh, in the, um, the casket had her eye. Yeah. Right. And so it was probably like a money saving thing a little bit because, <laughs> you know, because she then had the same eye and the same clothes and was at the church and whatever. Because they're like, yeah. we there's probably they rented out a parking lot or whatever. Like, we need to get this done. <laughs> we can only afford five hours. Okay. Let's get this done. Oh, you were talking about the slash back and forth between the DZ. Oh, my DZS. God. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was. And the community meeting. <laughs> yeah, that was like kept like going after the homeless guy, but then they're like. <laughs> Some weird banter going on between a real reporter and Gene. And was like, so okay. Channel, what was it? Channel something. Channel <laughs> yeah. 5 showed up with their news cameras. And they did this effect where they kept showing the camera's view. And it looked amazing versus the yeah. home video view they've been using this <laughs> whole know, movie. Exactly. Why couldn't you rent that camera mm-hmm. to film your movie? <laughs> Yeah, like, can we just use that camera, please? Because it looked really good versus... I know, then they kept jumping back and forth to suicide child. Yes. I slit my wrists. Give uh, me my smack. God, I feel like I wrote down a lyric. Because was, <laughs> That's all I got. Oh, suicide child rotting your brain. Taken away. Something like that. <laughs> You're like, I need those lyrics. Oh, because I love that song. It was so good. So yeah, the lynch mob is ready to kill... Uh, either DZS or the homeless Brian, man. I think they were going to go after the Brian guy, which I don't understand, though, because they made him seem like he was really important, but he wasn't even, like, the lead singer. No. So the lead singer would have been the guy they should have been more interested in. It, and in actually, it was their sound engineer, because that's the guy with a tattoo on his chest who kept trying to push the drugs, drugs on everyone. Yeah, like, he was like, hey, you'll like the drugs. He had it tattooed on his chest. He's basically, like, a spokesman. He's the Noid for oh, DCS. He, that's true, but he also had his own private, like, bard. So was he, yeah. right? <laughs> but and this guy was not even part of the band. No. He would just play behind him. Like he was trying to push drugs. That's, That's how good basic. of a drug dealer he is. He's basically in the band, but he's not in the he band. He's like, I need to um, sell this drugs. And here, listen, listen to the song. Listen to the song. It'll get you through. So... Our cop fella and Gene escape, Ooh. and they're driving. And it's like this weird, like, do you see that that hooker over there? She needs to get out of this town just like you. Like, And then the, the saxophone comes on. Yeah, and the lady of the night just, like, walks back and forth, confused yeah. looking. And there's even, even two, like, really document that it is a lady of the night. They have a red light going. Yeah. On. Hello, anyone who does not know what they're... 
a uh, it's usually called a red light district, just in case. That's <laughs> and also we completely are okay with sex workers. Do whatever you want to do. Exactly. <laughs> do whatever uh, you want to do, but I just. Yeah. <laughs> But also, don't do DZS because do this sex worker does the drug, and you think that's going to be the end of her. But no, it's actually a tentacle attacking her with nipples, and you're like, what? the movie just went re- weird. You're like, okay, where did a tentacle come from? That's true. And, and the, how it, did her shirt rip open? Yeah, she would. I fell. What? What the hell just happened? But was she already high when she was seeing the light coming up through the grate? No. <laughs> But she kept looking down. I would be very mesmerized by that light. It's probably like put there for that. Like, it's like a moth to flame. Uh, We caught somebody. Yeah, because that was what I had. Because I was like, they use the saxophone. Oh, and then they. uh, So that's when um, Gene and Nathan finally are yelling at each other. And they go to dinner. And, yo, I'm really into you. And they do their little thing. Bickety bickety bong. Yeah. And then she's trying to t- talk to him and he could fall asleep. He's like, yeah. oh, hell no, man. He's she like, just keeps talking. I know. And he's like, <laughs> but somehow, oh, yeah, because she has a nightmare. That was where that nightmare came in. Where was the Before the, the nightmare, yeah. I do want to mention one yeah. little thing. That sex scene, which was like five minutes, was awkward enough because of the camera. Because it, it felt like a home video and it felt really cheaply made. I'm like, and it didn't show anything, but it was like, this is so drawn out and weird. It, I feel like a warrior. It doesn't even feel yeah. like I'm part of it. I feel like I'm watching my friend's parents' sex tape I found. <laughs> and, yeah. And, um, I was so going to the dream. Oh, the dream was like, so that she falls a dream. And that's when the, I, earlier we were talking about how uh, Sharon with you know her face and a casket is like, coming after her gene and there's a million hands after her like you killed me or whatever <laughs> and i mean but then once again uh this guy john the fx did a great job like they were yeah, melty face melty faces but they weren't bad melted they were really really done very well it was just like this guy took this opportunity to showcase his work and he probably took that vhs to everybody look at i did there was a couple scenes in that dream where the lights would change behind yeah. the zombies and it reminded me of oh, Creep yeah. Show. Oh yeah. You remember like yep. the the effects behind like where's my cake scene. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, this is sick. Like this dream sequence tops most of this movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's like they they had a great idea. It's like they sat in a room one day and they're like, you know what, this would be really cool. Hey, we should make a movie around this. <laughs> um, and then, of course, she kind of wakes up. But you know that she has a double. It's a double, double dream where she doesn't really wake up. She yeah. She thinks she wakes up and then she's being attacked by the homeless guy. And then her friends next to her in bed. Yeah. And then she gets. Uh, oh, and then, um, but, you know, that's what I think. Why did she like because she leaves. Um. She wakes up but runs out. But why does that not wake up the cop? She's already yeah. panicking, and then she hears people outside. Well, because he was tired after a, a, all the bout of love making. And she, but, and she hears Brian outside, and Brian's our boy. I love Brian. He's oh, been yeah. a great synth 
our guitar and bassist. Brian. So Brian's really sad about Debbie. his girlfriend running away or whatever. Homeless guy. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, there's so know. many like <laughs> there's so many camera angles of seeing people looking around in the dark yelling and yelling in the names. Dark. And um, the best, you know, it, just in case you wonder, anybody, Debbie was not killed. She actually hitchhiked. Did she? Because we never see her. Oh, yeah, she, she just... got in a car. Oh. Yeah, she uh, hitchhiked and a guy picked, they picked her up. I missed that writing so, notes yeah, or something. So yeah, she basically, they were like, oh yeah, Debbie's done. I did want to also mention, if anyone's seen, Res- have you ever seen Resident Evil, the movie? Yes. The first one? So, uh, they totally stole Jane's look for Al- Alice. Because that came out way later. Oh, She's yeah. got the red dress and the leather jacket in Resident and Resident Evil. Yeah. And it looks just like that with yeah. Jane oh, running around. Straight out. Oh, so, yeah, there's a lot of running and a lot of screaming, <laughs> and everyone thinks the homeless man is the one killing it, because then they find our boy Brian dead. Let's take a moment of silence for Brian. <sighs> Poor Brian. In the arms of an angel. <laughs> Brian was awesome. He just was in the wrong places at the yes, wrong time. Yes, he was. He's like, listen, man, I'm a free spirit. You just yeah. And then he's like, you don't even know. Well, apparently Debbie was like, listen, this whole thing sucks. So she, he was like, Debbie understands me. And Debbie was like, I'm going to hitchhike out of here because you guys are nuts. And then, and then he dies. And then the homeless guy, they Nathan. Oh, no, no, wait. Uh... What's her head? Jean runs to that house. She runs into Victoria's house to because hide the first because time. Because the, the, the homeless guy is ch- chasing her. And he, she's he like, her? I'm going to use the phone, call the cops. Victoria's already acting weird and the baby's crying. She's like, oh, the cops are coming? Well, can you go outside and wait for them? Can you get out yeah. of here? Um, they, her and her cop boy go find... Oh, that's when they find, uh, d- yeah, Brian oh, then, dead. I know, but he, then he goes crazy. And he shoots the I know, but he goes crazy, and that's when she finally, she goes, it's your fault. You did this to Brian. You blah, blah, blah. Like oh, yeah. Going, like, she just has these bouts of mania. Yes. Like, she's crazy. Like, she was like, you da da da, you da da. It's like, okay, uh, listen. She's a little dramatic. You know, but they do say that crazy people, you know. <laughs> That's why I couldn't wake up. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. And so she runs off. And then, of course, you know, Nathan's like, stop. I'm a police. Boom. And he, you know, shoots him in the back. He kills all this guy. Now, is this something un- unheard of in the 80s? Yeah. I've never heard of it. But you know what? It's very prevalent nowadays. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so it's like. There's also a vet. There's also a vet. Oh, man. Screwed up, buddy. <laughs> I know. It's like, dude. Because uh, he was a vet. He goes, oh, yeah, man. He looks like he uh, he was na- like he was caught in napalm during Vietnam. But when he said, oh, man, what am I going to do with the... But the mortician was like, I'm going to cover for you. He Not was the basically 80s. like... You're fucked. <laughs> and I do like how that was basically the end for the cop. We never see him again. He's uh, basically he, got to deal with that for the rest of his well, life. Well, he just kind of let look at his face like, oh, shit. <laughs> so our girl's crazed again and running like a maniac, and she goes back to Victoria's house. Why not, you know? Oh, yeah. They go oh. But then it, it, that's a weird. it's kind of like a weird part in there because she gets in there, and Victoria locks the, the door. Yeah, yeah. And she probably undoes the phone, too, because obviously it, it doesn't work. But she has this weird flashback 
being Sorry. injected and you're like what like with DZS because you see it on the wall I know but it's so crazy she goes oh right like you think there should have been more of it like are you okay what's going on over there you know what people like it was just out? for us it had nothing exactly. to do with it and then it was it she just kept saying hey man like it's been nice knowing you and I'll never I like see how you say that was it cause oh, I, I know I just the end of this movie is this nuts oh <laughs> bizarro one more no. I kind of thought it was gonna be Victoria killing people yeah. I did not expect it to be the baby the so, baby the baby what did you call it? the thing that comes out of a bee's mouth or you I Probiscus? Is yeah. that it? I don't know. It's like a something like a tongue with yeah. like a sucking hole that comes out of this creepy, distorted baby's mouth, <laughs> and is it's she turns around because Victoria's dead because they have a scuffle. They're using everything from Pretty like shit, yeah. an umbrella. I said, don't bring a knife to a pillow fight slash umbrella fight slash because it's just book fight. book fight. They were throwing everything at yeah. each other. You know what she didn't throw? What that stereo? Yeah. She should have thrown the stereo. She should have thrown the baby. The baby would have just taken it out. That's true, but that stereo, you know, they're like, don't throw the stereo. Yeah. Don't touch that stereo. <laughs> don't. don't touch that dial. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's rented. <laughs> you can throw books. We have plenty of books. books. These crappy books. And the phone. She should have thrown the phone, but. Yeah. And then you hear that. Yeah. Slurping. Something sucking. And then, yeah. See the baby. Oh my god, one and ending, Brian. I did not expect that. You blew me away with this movie. <laughs> ah. It was incredible. It was probably one of the worst made movies I've ever seen, but one of my favorite <laughs> 80s movies I think I've seen in a long time <laughs> that I haven't seen. Because it it had, you know, the fact that it was made is still very... Oh, the fact that it was made is very interesting because it just takes you back to a, a time when people would just max all their credit cards out or something and do get it done for like a thousand dollars because that's what it looked like away right like kind of um like what's his name robert townsend did a movie way back in the day so how much do you think this vhs costs on ebay <sighs> can't be that much probably not it's you know if you could find it, it you know but it depends right so i want to find one when i lived in seattle there, um, if you had VHSs that were that were um, rare, they could go for a lot. Like Breakfast, um, not Breakfast of Champions, but uh, it's one of those um, Kurt, Vonnegut, Kurt Vonnegut books. Was like uh, you had to rent it. You could rent it for fifteen, but put a down payment of one hundred fifty dollars. Oh damn. You know, and then any Fletch movies were, like, expensive. So, really? Well, yeah, cause before they came out on DVD and you could get them on, on regular TV, they, you couldn't get them. Like, they hadn't, you know, put them out. So this movie itself, probably, because, you, like, you read it, it a little bit on it. on VHS. They, yes. And so now they obviously put it on Prime, but that is a, probably a very coveted piece. And I would say because if you could get it signed by Jonathan Horton, that would even be... <gasps> Peace to Resistance. Oh, man. He um, was so good. But yeah. that baby, though, the thing that baby, though, made me crazy is it reminded me a lot of the baby from uh, that movie, uh, The Running Man. No, not The Running Man. Sorry. <laughs> the one uh, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger where he goes on Mars. Uh, and, and that's, you know, man, uh, starts with an E, though. 
No, yeah. Total Recall. Total Recall. But that looks not an easy. You don't remember in Total Recall you had the baby on the chest? Yeah. That's kind of what that baby reminded me of. But then it reminded me of, like I said, Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did look like Dick Cheney. A freaky red Dick Cheney <laughs> crawling across the floor. That's what it reminded me of. You know, I have a copy of Dogma on DVD, and those are going for hot money right now. Mm. I should trade it for a copy of this on VHS. You, uh, it would be before good. before Kevin Smith actually gets the rights to put Dogma out again. I know. I'll tell you though that this would be a good one to add to your collection. Yeah, I'm gonna search. I mean, oh yeah, I, I wouldn't. You could probably find it though, because um, there's. I mean, people buy these all the time. And I don't want to, because if it's being repressed or re-released and stuff, I don't want it on DVD. No, I want to no, find no. the VHS you, copy. Yeah, I, mean, I have a cassette player or VHS player. Oh yeah, you do. That's funny. I do, and I have a small collection of VHS. I need more. <laughs> you gonna add to your record collection to your? Oh to my your god, VHS I know collection. I have too many hobbies. <laughs> but yeah, that movie was one of my favorites. Um, that was my favorite movie. You, you're killing it because I missed you know vampires on Mars or whatever that movie was was fun. And then this one killed it, too. I, well, you know, the thing is, like we talked about last time a little bit, is trying to find movies, not so many, you know, trying to find movies that are interesting, that can be good, good or bad, that we can yeah. find good stuff about them. Because that one we saw with Nicolas Cage, there hey. just wasn't much to, to say about it because it was so good. There was... He didn't say anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're like, Ugh. yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, but this definitely was one of my favorites. Um, and yeah, I love eight old eighties horror movies. I used to rent tons of them and watch them on Creature Feature and keep it up. I'll try to find oh, yeah. some. I, I feel like I'm I'm lacking now because I'm the one that brought that Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> oh no, 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 it was no, but it was that you were absolutely right though. Like it was an amazing movie, but like we were saying, like it's one of those things where. What do you? What can you say about a movie like that? You're like, there was just so much good in that. Yeah. When a movie like this work, even like you could see like, it's like low budget that they make it more budgeted. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the vampire one, when you read about like basically they had no budget and they just kept re. It was all how they did camera work. You're, you know. Yeah, but even with the low budget, when they did that scene where they go into the giants. Oh, Spaceship yeah, that was so awesome. Cool. Yeah, this one was basically camcorder work, but it was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, what were we drinking tonight, Brian? We were drinking tonight. We're drinking uh, Traverse, uh, Traverse City um, Cherry uh, um, Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cherry Whiskey. And it was delicious. I'm feeling great. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. And if you ever feel a little bit more, you know, put a little 7-Up in that, get a little Cherry 7-Up with a Ooh. zing. Ooh. Yes. Put a little girl. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Bourbon Abloh. Awesome. That was great. Yes. Join Uh, us next time. Yeah. Soon enough. All right. Bye. See you.